another day moving up in the world we're here on the first floor and no longer in the basement starting to see some sunshine how's it feel nick moving up in the world baby <laughs> 209 followers today the sun's out feeling good let's talk some football beavers are heating up and before we talk about some football here we like to introduce our newest member of uh, pigskin beavers this is our boy blue Look. Eric convinced me to go buy this uh, blue snowball mic yesterday so we can get some nice sound quality for our many, many listeners out there. It's actually not bad. Like I thought it'd be a lot smaller and it's got some weight to it. It doesn't look cheap, so don't mind this guy at all. So we'll see how he carries us throughout the episodes. Good thing you paid for it and not <laughs> me, baby. <laughs> I'm Eric. This is Nick. And then we are talking about the NFC West today. But before we do that, we're just going to cover some headliners. Uh, Adrian Peterson stating he could still bring a lot to the game, still thinks he's one of the best running backs in the game, if not the best running back. And Saints head coach Sean Payton didn't rule out bringing him back following the Mark Ingram suspension. What do you think about that? You know what? I think it would be a bad signing for 100%. him. 100%. Don't get me wrong, Adrian Peterson, one of the greatest running backs, if not the greatest running back of our generation. But you got to give Alvin Kamara and the young guys a chance here to really showed their stuff they didn't even really give adrian peterson the ball last year when he played for them so well, what's what he I mean. gonna do show up for four games yeah. ingram comes back and let's face it he'll get cut i think that's just small talk it's like hey oh yeah we should get together sometime and like you never really do sean payton's kind of doing that like i don't think adrian would have a, a meaningful role there uh, i think he should go be like a veteran presence on another team who's hurting for running backs like you know maybe san francisco 49ers do a one-year deal yeah, they yeah. could use a good veteran uh, veteran running back there. Why not? They got so much cap space too, but and he knows his value too right now. Like he's in the latter years of his career. Who so. do you think has a higher chance of getting uh, signed, Adrian Peterson or Demarco Murray? I'd still go with AP. It's really? weird. Yeah, I I really like Demarco Murray, just a bruising running back, and he had those uh, good years with the. Uh, with the Cowboys, it just he had that to, one great year two years well, ago bond, with uh, Tennessee. Yeah, he he had a, yeah he, even last year like he still had a, like a decent amount of touchdowns, but not the same runner we were seeing prior. No burst. He was on no. my fantasy team, and I'd get frustrated. With him. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, he get twenty yards and a touchdown, so at least it sort of saved his day. Yeah. But he was on my bench most of the year. Yeah, like I still think DeMarco's a good runner. I think he should still get a shot out there for a team on a one-year contract. A lot of these guys should be getting one-year contracts just to kind of prove what they got still. Um, but I say AP because remember those couple of games he had with the Cardinals last year? They gave him the ball over 30 times, and he had like 120-plus yards rushing. Who's the team you could see wanting a veteran running back? The first team that comes to mind to me is uh, Denver. You know, they get rid of uh, C.J. Anderson. They Maybe got Royce they Freeman. Royce Freeman, Devontae Booker, who hasn't really shown that much the last two years. Well, maybe they bring in a veteran running back to show those young guys how it's done. I think last year it was a off year for him, but prior to that, at the end of two years ago, uh, he actually was doing very well for the Broncos. It's just weird. Like I don't know. We don't obviously we're in a freaking house here. Like we don't see anything on the field and like training uh, programs or whatnot. So I don't know how these guys, you know, do during their progressions. But coaches obviously see something where they're not giving these guys enough uh, touches. So I don't know. It'd be, I'd say, actually, I'd say that'd be a good uh, landing spot for DeMarco. Well, you know, talking uh, veteran free agents, uh, Brandon Marshall takes a visit to the Seahawks. What do you think? Of, what, how do you feel about that fit? 
they need wide receivers. Like they can't rely on Wilson and uh, Doug Baldwin for the offense now. Like I know, you know, we could, we'll talk about it a little bit uh, later. But they did pick up Rashad Penny, but uh, and Jerron Brown from Arizona, who has flashed potential. Flashed, yeah. There's not consistency there. That's the only problem. Uh, but Seattle, bottom line, like they still need uh, wide receivers. That's what a lot of analysts have actually marked down in for their needs. Yeah, let's not get too into the Seattle Seahawks before we uh, cover the NFC West. Mm-hmm. You know, focusing on Brandon Marshall, he had, I bet you can't name all the teams that Brandon Marshall has played for. Uh, Denver Broncos, Chicago Bears, Miami Dolphins, New York Jets, New York Giants. Pretty good. That's five teams. Yeah, it's a lot of teams. Uh, you know what? The guy, he's got potential Hall of Fame stats behind him, but... It's he's just he's got a person like he's got a personality behind him, so I think that's what kind of causes that volatility when he's on these teams. And he's talked openly about how he's he's suffered through you know mental depression. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And that that's gotta be really tough, especially when you're in a position where people are cr- criticizing you all the time. We'll see what happens. I know he really liked playing for New York because he could still do the inside the NFL. That's right. He's got his other job there as a, a panel on. Uh, commentary for the nfl which he does a good job with i think he would be a good fit for uh, san francisco actually you bring in That'd a guy a one, yeah. you know, he could be a possession receiver for them they have uh marquise goodwin who's a speed demon he stretches he the field pair up all over there but let, let's save uh, the in-depth team yeah. analysis another uh important landmark coming in for the nfl is will be wednesday may 16th will mark 500 days since Andrew Luck has thrown a football pass. That's insane. Would People are talking about him coming back this season. You think he's coming back? He's projected to start throwing in training camp. Uh, I would not be at all surprised if Jacoby Brissett still starts week one. I still think it could be the best course of action if you're really committed to taking as much time as possible to ensure there's no setbacks. But for a player to come back from an injury that he's been out, for almost two years, there's not only the physical aspects, but the mental aspect as well. Oh, you know, for sure, confidence to getting hits. He's yeah. a he's a tough sob, but that's a long time without playing ball. He's one of the most talented quarterbacks to come out of the draft in years. Like, don't want to go too too far, but maybe since like Peyton Manning, a couple of those guys, like he shows a uh, he was best talent. prospect. You, yeah, yeah, he shows talent that you haven't seen through other quarterbacks coming through the draft. What I'm going to say is, you and I talked about it yesterday. I don't. I think he's still a year removed from football. Like the fact that he hasn't thrown an NFL football, he's throwing Nerf balls right now. That shows you the confidence he has in his shoulder and his arm. But we we mentioned it too. How often when you pick up a football, do you think about any pain in your arm or anything? You pick it up. You're not concerned about the weight. You just pick it up. He's thinking about the weight of the ball before he even touches it. If well, he himself said he, he rushed coming back, which is why he had to get another surgery. And it's been so much longer of a process. Right. I do really like the franchise as a whole is actually looks like they have a plan this year. Last year, you know, they put him on PUP. They were still hoping he would play, but you could tell they had no idea what they were doing. Chris Ballard comes in. I know it's his second year. He was there last year. Comes in second year. Drafts O-line. Mm-hmm. He knows he's going to have to protect Luck. 
uh, trades for Jacoby Brissett last year, who he's a good backup, him pretty well. Yeah. I mean, Indianapolis has a lot of holes in that roster, and he kept them in games, uh, especially in the first uh, two to three quarters. So at least they have him in the back pocket. Hey, if Andrew Luck's healthy, maybe you can swap a second rounder for Jacoby Brissett or a starter for a team like Miami. Who knows, right? It seems appropriate value for him. Yeah, that's assuming Andrew Luck plays. I, that's a big my money idea. I'm just saying it right now I think he will not see the field at all this year see didn't you just lose 160 bucks on a bet yeah what I'm should telling, be betting against that was, you that was NHL hockey which I do not like and I know nothing about so there you go but I'm just saying if a guy has to think Never that much Walsh on a bet buddy hey I'm just saying if he has to think that much I don't think he's seeing the field alright let's uh, let's start talking some NFC West uh, first we're gonna go uh Talk about the L.A. Rams. What a year last year. Lock and loaded. I think Sean McVay did an unreal job coming in his first season. He like How big of a difference is that between him and Jeff Fisher? Oh, Jeff Fisher. I remember Gurley uh, Fisher's last year talking about how their offense was like a high school offense. And for them to just come out, I think adding Andrew Whitworth was a very underrated signing. Very yeah, you know, protect the quarterback. But you know, Sean McVay comes in last year and just shows them that they had a stacked roster, which they always did. Because I don't, I don't know if you remember, but they picked up so many key high talent guys from that uh, Robert Griffin the third trade. That's uh, right. Yeah, they got a ton of picks out of that. They did, yeah. and you know, they made a lot of moves this year. I, I, I liked how they went out, made a lot of lot of trades. And, you know, they pick up guys like Brandon Cooks, Marcus Peters, Aqib Tlaib, Sam Shields. Like those the cornerbacks right there. Yeah, and the Dominican Sioux, they're, they're looking pretty. I don't know how many teams are going to be wanting to run the ball a lot against the Rams this year. You had Sue and Donald on the line. You had Brockers uh, still in the, as a linebacker. And who the heck wants to throw against them? They remind me of that uh, Philadelphia Eagles dream team. Remember when Vince yeah. Young came out? The Dominican Sioux. I mean, the not team. the Dominican, sorry, Namdi Asamoah. Uh, yeah, Vince uh, Young came out with saying this is the dream team. Yeah, they had Michael Vick. Yeah. All, all the top Deshaun Jackson guys in that year. Yeah, it was their, their stack team. But yeah, they just, a lot of, I think when you come out and say that, Every other team in the NFL puts a bullseye on your back, yeah. and they're like, we're going to go after you. And it's a team game, too. I think, you know, one one of the things that would worry me about bringing in all those guys is, there, is whether, you know, how good of teammates are there? Because you don't want players who play like individuals, right? You want team guys. And, you, you know, they, you look at that back end of that defense. They got Marcus Joyner, who they franchise tagged, who's got skills. Marcus Peters. They still got Mark Barron, too. Yeah, Mark Barron's yeah. a pretty pretty damn good inside linebacker for them. He's out of Alabama. Yeah, years ago, like he, they still got a lot of like key players and Robert Woods, like Cooper Cup, like the list goes on. Like I think these, I think what it comes down to when you got to handle like a lot of players of this caliber, like you got to have good coaches in the locker room. So Sean McVay, which we mentioned, Wade Phillips is one of the best defensive coordinators in the league. So I think with all these guys, he bring in on defense. There's a lot of mutual respect for Wade Phillips, and whatever he has to say, they'll shut up and listen. So I think their game plan with these guys, it's going to create a lot of havoc for other teams. I think Marcus Peters is the best corner in the game. One of the best. Hands down. 
He's pretty damn good. Hands down, in the last three years, he's no, a ball hawk. No other cornerback has had five plus interceptions, and he's had the most interceptions in the first three years of the NFL, uh, next to Ed Reed. He gambles. He, he's a gambler, and sometimes he gets burnt, but most of the time, I think he's just a smart guy. He like yeah, he, like you said, he does take risks, but he really sees where the quarterback's eyes are going, and he understands where his guy he's lining up against is going for his route. 19 picks throughout his first three years. Ed Reed had 22, I believe. Just tell me this. Why would KC let him go? I think it was all those antics last year. He was like, you know, yelling at fans, doing gestures on the field. It almost the seems team. like he's going to get ejected from a game every second or third game. Yeah. He threw the f- uh, ref's flag. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, saw, I remember that too. But teams again, just don't want to deal with that stuff. But right? that's what I mean, man. Like, it's just a lot of teams don't want to deal with that. But when you got Wade Phillips there, I think he's he's dealt with a lot of personalities in his career, right? So this is nothing new to him. And it's L.A. They, they want personalities. They do. Man, they don't get a crowd. Like, that's the thing. You got a team like this, they still got to get that new stadium going. They're not getting the crowds they deserve. Well, I know especially the L.A. Chargers aren't in that small stub hub center. Uh, I think, you know, L.A. Rams, the, main, the only thing that really worries me with them is Sean McVay was first-year head coach last year. Now, everybody's got a year worth of film on him. Mm-hmm. They're going to know a lot more of his moves. Teams aren't going to be surprised by Jared Goff anymore. So could they be taking a step back? I don't think so. I still think they win the division next year. Yeah, no, it was, st- it was stocked with the free agency. And I think in the draft, too, they did a good job bringing John Kelly from Tennessee. Uh, Six-round pick for, uh, going behind Todd Gurley. Uh, again, I think Sean McVay, like, it just showed what he utilized with Gurley, throwing him the screens and also using him as a receiver. Fisher never used him as a receiver. That was, was stupid. So mad Gurley didn't win um, MVP he, man, last year. He, he came out and he. How many games in a row did he just light it up? If you look at his stats, he had thirteen hundred yards. Okay, just under five yards per carry. Thirteen rushing touchdowns. Six receiving touchdowns. That's insane. He almost had eight hundred yards receiving on sixty-four catches. That's. That's getting close. I mean, Le'Veon Bell catches the ball more, but... Yeah, but then you look at Gurley's stats with Jeff Fisher. He never got the ball thrown to him. Yeah, I mean, he got 800 yards. Jeff Fisher's last year rushing. That's crazy. And then people call him Gurley a bust. Hey, Even that's, analysts. that's the importance of a good coach. Yeah. Well... Game plan for a good player. You know, so if we're going to keep... Uh... You know, moving on to the NFC West, what did you think of their division foes, uh, Seattle Seahawks, cleaning house this year? Yeah, they got rid of a lot of key players. Richard Sherman, um, you're losing a lot of guys to injury. Cliff Averill, which they released due to a neck injury. Uh, Cam Chancellor, he's potentially having issues coming back and may actually have to retire for that spinal injury. They gave up that second-round pick for Sheldon Richardson. He's gone. Jeremy Lane's gone. gone. Paul Richardson's gone. Who the hell's going to block for uh, Russell Wilson? That's that's the question I have. How are you going to stop Ndamukong Suit? They they didn't draft top 10. They didn't draft top-tier online in the draft. That's their biggest need. I, I don't really understand what they're doing there. Dwayne Brown, to me, is the main uh, you know piece of that offensive line. They brought him over uh, from uh, Houston, Houston last yeah. year. They did pick up Ed Dixon, who's a good blocking tight end. Yeah, but man, two guys are going to hold up the whole D-line? Give me a break. Especially linebackers blitzing. like They need more help. I understand the focus of moving towards more offensive team. 
you know, and putting it more on Russell Wilson's plate, but you got to find some guys who are going to block for him. Rashad Penny looks like a good running back, but come on, who the hell is going to block for him? Well, that's the thing. You're only as good of a runner as your blocking is. And if you got no blocking, I don't care if you're Adrian Peterson in his prime, you're not getting through that D-line. Like, that's the thing. You need blocking. Look at Dallas. Like, what they designed, they have the best O-line in the NFL. Tennessee's even getting up there Football now, too. Football still gets down to my big man being bigger than, your tougher big man. than your big man. Yeah, absolutely. And then, there's, you know what, there's some guys still out there for guard center, like Alex Boone, Luke Jolko, like... I don't know. Maybe Seattle takes a stab at these guys. But again, like this is their biggest need. And we talked about it a couple of times too. People always say, oh, Russell Wilson's the best out-of-pocket passer. He's always good at making guys miss. He doesn't have to make guys miss if he had an O-line. Because he's if, he ran for his life a lot last man, year. Man, he looks like he's running around like a chicken with its head cut off. He is running for his life because his O-line can't protect him. If he even had the... Even like the slightest uh, second near what Tom Brady, Drew Brees, and uh, I'm trying to think of a couple other guys here. But he, if he had even remotely to what they have for pass protection, he could be one of the best po- pocket passers. Well, he still is, which just speaks volume of his game. But most of his game is now out of the pocket because his pocket collapses in under two seconds. We'll, we'll see what happens. It sounds like Pete Carroll and John Schneider wanted the clean house. Uh, they lost Michael Bennett too. Did say that he doesn't think that Pete Carroll's coaching style. He thinks if it's more suitable for uh, the college college game, like USC. He apparently he repeats a lot of the same messages, and it gets a little bit old. Maybe he's right, but Pete Carroll seems like a hell of a head coach to me. So I still believe in this team. I still believe in Russell Wilson. I do. I could see them somehow squeezing into the wild card spot. But it's really going to take uh, whether or not San Francisco, a team like San Francisco or Arizona can put some pressure on them. You said him and Schneider cleaned house. Do you think they cleaned house or the players wanted to leave? That's tough to say. I don't think... Matt, Earl players... Thomas said to the Cowboys last year when they lost them in the playoffs, draft, uh, make a trade for me. I think with Seattle... They had so much success because what you know the blueprint we talk about of having a really good quarterback on a cheap contract. The second they signed Wilson to his big, big money, co- his big money deal, which he deserved every penny of it. Just to give you an idea, he signed a five-year, ninety million dollar contract. That almost seems like a bargain now. He signed signed it in twenty fifteen. Now so with other guys are getting paid, yeah. That's going to be coming up in two two years to re-sign him. So. Seattle just needed to restructure their team, place, trying to draft some young guys, get rid of those older guys' contract. Michael Bennett's still a stud. They just didn't want to pay him anymore. That's true, yeah. And he's still a great player. I think he's going to do a lot of damage with the uh, Eagles. What do you think of the Griffin brothers? Uh... Yeah, I wanted to touch base on that. I think that was awesome. I think, uh, you know, it doesn't matter. Like Besides the fact that he's missing his hand, Shaquem Griffin showed in his college uh, play tape that he could play football just as well as any other guy with two hands. At the very least, he's going to be a stud special team player. I really do believe that. You look at some of his highlights. He is all heart, all hustle. And football players, you know, get inspired when they see a guy like that who's got no fucking ex- no, no no excuses. excuses. He just goes out there and 
balls out and doesn't let his uh, lack of a hand, uh, one of his hands uh, stop him. Yeah, from he doing did, his thing. He, he even said like, I don't see this as a disability or anything. It's not preventing me from doing what I can do out on the field. And uh, he's got a lot of passion. Actually, uh, Carol Hewitt came out and said we have to calm him down and practice because when we're doing the run through drills, he was like really antsy and like amped up. So he's excited to be there. It's I think it's awesome he gets to play with his brother again. And uh, I think he's the people got Legion of Boom maybe. He's gonna be a linebacker now. Yeah, yeah. I think and he can Four, play three eight linebacker. Man, he could play though. Like I think that's the thing. People just gotta like wrap their minds around this. Like don't focus on the fact that he's missing a hand. The guy could play. So he's gonna go out there and do his job. And yeah, it's gonna be a whole new look defense. Like I. Th- it's going to be interesting to see how the Seahawks do this season. So moving moving on throughout the division, how do we feel about the Arizona Cardinals uh, offseason? They bring in Sam Bradford, Mike Lennon, two veteran guys, and draft uh, Josh Rosen. Stupid. I don't like uh, the money they gave those two guys. I, I like the, the fact they like brought them in. The thing I like about it is going into a season for your fans, you need to have a quarterback. Sam Bradford, everybody knows what he is. Man. He's... He's a top 20, top 18, 15 quarterback. Is he going to be healthy for more than a game? That's the thing. Probably man. not. Yeah. But hopefully, they're, they're hoping Josh Rosen's going to be able to play week one. Josh Rosen can play football. It's He's just, got pieces around him. Yeah, exactly. They got a good old line there. I like the fact that how they drafted uh, Kirk in the second round there out of Texas A&M. Uh, but the thing is... I just don't like, again, just going back to those two guys, Glennon and Bradford. I think Bradford's a great quarterback. You know, and everybody knows it's due to health. Glennon, he got that crazy contract with the Bears, which I never understood. It was a one-year deal. It was a one-year deal still, but like regardless, I'm, it's like the guy really doesn't, hasn't put out the stats there to deserve that money. So I don't know like how they're going to balance that out. But again, like I do like the fact they went and got uh, Rosen. They traded up to go get him. I think he's out of the, all the quarterbacks in the draft. He's the most ready for NFL. He's got great mechanics. He's very intelligent. Um, the only thing is, in college, he didn't have a great as old line. Took a ton of hits, which I've mentioned in previous episodes. So I think now, if he were to start in Arizona, he's got a decent old line there. So we can see how good of a pocket passer is. Maybe a good, you know, Larry Fitzgerald last couple of years. With the carousel of QBs, like he, he's still balling he's out. Still balling out. David Johnson's David. Running back because he's got to be in that conversation. He could receive, he could block, and he could run. Yeah, and you know what pick I really liked was Christian Kirk, that receiver. Uh, yeah, wide we, receiver out of uh, Texas A and M. Yeah, no, no, he's he's a great. They're pairing now with Larry Fitzgerald. And then, you, like you said, you bring in help. Justin Pugh, a pretty good old lineman from New York. Absolutely. So, Try to surprised if he's one of the better performing uh, rookie QBs this year. Yeah, no, I think. It's just going to be progressions. It's too bad Bruce Arians isn't still there to tutor him, but he had the health issues, so he had to step out. But. them from staying on the field so i think uh on the offensive side cardinals actually be on matthew that Heart was a soul. huge loss how are they gonna respond well that's the thing i think a couple of guys like robert condemchi uh on the defense 
last year. And That's he, right. He barely saw the field. I know their other pick, uh, Buda Baker, uh, filling in for. Oops. I mean, Tyron Matthew played all over the field. That's the thing. He played as a corner as. Safety, right? So they would have to slot him in where Tyron Matthew was. You still got Patrick Peters. If need be, sometimes he actually does do one on one coverage with a receiver. So I think Well, Buda Baker's currently uh, finishing school. Uh, so he, he actually has. Up They're gonna be relying on those are gonna athlete. be some big shoes to fill. Tyron Matthew was Honey Badger top, yeah, Honey Badger. Yeah, and they had him for a bargain there for a few years. They did. He, got, he had some uh, suspension issues in college. It's uh, it's a big loss for him. He was one. He is one of the best defensive players in the. NFL. Roster. They were so close a few years ago. They they were they were up there with Seattle those those years. Glamour, but looking throughout this defensive roster, they've got players: Chandler Jones, that's, yeah, that's right. Year. Who knows? You know, when I start looking at this division. three it could really go either way because you know let's segue into san francisco jimmy yeah god if he smiled at me i'd buckle in a second no he's uh he's the real deal like he's um, steve young actually just gave him vote of confidence uh the guy's been in a lot of scenarios already being a new how the guy goes about his day-to-day -day routines won a super bowl with them as well couple i believe actually so and they signed uh jarek mckinnon over from minnesota, from minnesota. A pretty big deal four-year 30 million dollar contract that's a lot of money for a guy who's coming out of the backup role a lot hey, let's get that money and bring in somebody like alan robinson How I don't know what Lynch is doing. They got so much cap space, roughly over forty million. He's like almost passive. Like they missed out on some key guys there. Well, yeah, I, I they they had a whole a lot of holes last year. One going into the season, I think honestly, if San Fran is serious about giving Jimmy options. Do a one-year deal with Des Bryant, who's still a free agent. We mentioned that in one of our posts. Do anywhere from a five to a ten million dollar contract, one year prove it deal. I don't know how much money he's asking or his agent is. I think that'd be a great fit though. Marquise Goodwin stretches the field. You got Des who's still he could function as a slot receiver. And then when it comes to red zone offense, you throw the jump ball to him. A one-on-one, -on -one, he's He's very physical. Just throw him a jump ball. I think that'd be great for Jimmy, and it'd actually take a lot of pressure off the run game as well. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, you know, they go they go into the season. First game of the year, they got the Vikings. 
That's gonna that's be a, a tough matchup. That's gonna be a tough matchup to start the year. And watch if the 49ers win all these people. Are- all of a sudden. Well, you look, they got the Vikings, the Lions, the Chiefs. I think, you know, obviously the Vikings are going to be a tough team to beat, but they have it over Chiefs as well, if they beat the Vikings. The Chiefs are very I think San Francisco could beat uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. That'd be a the, good matchup, though. The The main issue I have with 49ers is their defense. They did pick up Richard Sherman, who negotiated his own contract. Yeah, but they lost Eric Reed, who's a very good safety for them. They could still pick up. Solomon Thomas, DeForest Buckner. DeForest Buckner's pretty damn good. He's a big. Stay out of trouble. I don't know what that issue. They said they're dropping the charges, but he's got a, another one he's facing here. So we'll see how it goes. But yeah, if he's convicted, uh, Lynch has already stated that he won't be playing football for them. Yeah, and going going back to Richard Sherman deal, three year, thirty nine million. What's on that? That's risky. I I I respect the fact that he went in and tried. Three million guaranteed. See, that's the thing, man. The guy's a Pro Bowl corner, and he got kind of short ended there. But he's got to really prove it then if he wants. They don't want the agent to. Uh, well, he, he, they he, don't feel like the agent has. If he struggles in camp, that's he's thing. also coming back from an injury. You know, reports are saying he's not going to be ready until uh, end of May or June. Yeah. Be on that roster by week one. That could be a possibility. I, I, it's I, true. I believe in Sherman. I'm not. Yeah. No, 100%. I think he's still one of the best corners in the game. I have a tough time saying it. I- He could just read guys very easily. So I think he's an intelligent player and knows how to play to his physical status. Uh, another guy I think, though, we didn't mention, still free agent, Kenny Vaccaro. Yeah. Out of this. That could be a good fit for, uh, for San Francisco Spend as well. Spend that money. His uh, last name, Mike McGlinchey yep. from Notre Nor- Dame. Notre Dame, big uh, boy, pretty good pickup. It's crazy to think John Lynch goes from Hall of Fame player to GM. Yeah, I think yeah, it'd be a fun team to watch this year. If I were them, man, I'd just give Jimmy the ball. All he has to do is smile, and he go walk a hundred yards downfield. Who the heck's gonna touch him? They'd be buckling like me when I see him. Holy cow! Wow, this is not a. Uh... The one, the one pickup I I was really questioning was Trent Taylor, the receiver last year. 
He had a pretty good year. He kind of acted as a little bit of a Cole Beasley type of guy. You know, he's only 5'8", 180 pounds. God, just pick up Dante Pettis, receiver from Washington. That's right. Great, great player, but the same style of player. It's yeah. Hopefully Pierre Garçon can be healthy all year. It's been a huge question throughout his X role. And I don't know if they have that guy right now. Not right now. I think that's what like you go I think Goodwin and Bryant, like I'll keep repeating it. I think they'd be a good pairing for Garoppolo. Like, why not, man? I agree. So, you know, if we're recapping the division, who do you see winning Winning the NFC West. Come on, man. Rams. Rams. Are you serious? So we addressed three major problems with the other three teams we were talking about there. I, the Rams are the most poised to come out of there, lock and loaded. So you look, how, how would you rank the division going into the 2018 NFL season? I say Rams first, and then we go Cardinals, Seahawks, and 49ers. Still got 49ers at the bottom, yeah. Unless I thought your love for Jimmy G was gonna propel him here to second. Hey, man, if he starts slinging the ball and getting the W's up, yeah, I'm all over them. But I think, like, what we just went over, the 49ers still have to address some key issues there. Still might be at the bottom, even though they got a A minus draft grade. I don't know if it's gonna be enough to overcome those teams who have a history of success. I still think. You know, I, I I agree with you about the LA Rams. I don't think this is a two division, uh, two team, uh, two playoff teams in this division no. anymore. I think that's more of the NFC South. Uh, yeah, if you were talking about one playoff team, it's the Rams. Yeah, yeah, I'd say the Rams. I still think Seattle's gonna find a way of going nine and seven. They got, Russell Wilson's too good. He's They've a, got he's that home field advantage in CenturyLink Field. Yeah. Followed by San Francisco, who I think could have a seven and nine to nine. So who knows uh, record? I do think Jimmy G proves he's a franchise quarterback, but he's still missing some pieces. And I think Arizona could struggle. And the reason why I say that is, as much as they do have players on that defensive side of the ball, I think that they're missing a young guy back there who's a stud. I know that they do have, like I said, Hassan Reddick, Buddha Baker, but. You know, you lose an energetic player like Tyron Matthew and you're counting on older veteran guys. I don't know. But again, they have a good roster, so I could see them being a nine and seventeen too. It's just a yeah. really tough division to pick. Hey man, next man. We'd love to hear guys. what you guys think. Uh, you know, like or comment on our page on Instagram and yeah, let us know uh, what you guys would like to talk about uh, next episode. Absolutely. I think what we meet Nick and I might go into is some free agents still on the market and a little bit more in depth of some potential landing spots for them. So give us a response, what you think where these guys should go and how you think the NFC West is going to pan out this year. All right. Our pleasure. Pigskin Beavers. Our boy Blue. Our boy Blue. Thanks, Blue, for the first uh, appearance here. He did a good job. He didn't even make a single sound. Yeah. yeah, just did his job. Let us talk. I think he even picked up the tone in your voice when you start talking about Jimmy Garoppolo. Hey man, you can see me sweating talking about Jimmy. Hey, so we don't we don't own these songs. I do uh, get my dad to pay my Apple Music account. 
Happy oh happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Oh you fucking kiss ass. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Until next time.